You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode 32. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Now if you've been listening to the 90 Days Later podcast since the beginning and if you haven't do go back and take a listen to those earlier episodes. You'll know that each week I share with you tools and information that I've seen the effect of firsthand. and today I'm going to cover a concept that completely changed my life. I'm going to show you how what you think about yourself is not even true and 50 reasons why the opposite actually is. Now, research has shown that we each have about 60,000 thoughts a day, and scarily 80% of them are negative and 95% repetitive. Let's just think about that for a brief moment. That means that each day we are filling our heads with not just the same old stuff, the same old thoughts as the day before and the day before that, but negative ones at that. 48,000 of them indeed. It's like dragging around yesterday's bag of smelly rubbish with you every day and everywhere you go. And to make matters worse, chances are you've been stuck in this negative, repetitive feedback thought loop for years and it's now a hardwired habit. If you've been running like this on automatic pilot, you'll find it so easy to take these thoughts on as facts. Now let me give you an example of this. We say things like, I'm so lazy, or I drink too much and always have. And we say this as though we're actually relaying the news, but we're not. They're not facts. They're just opinions. What's the definition of a lazy person? Is it someone who stays in bed all day or someone who doesn't get through their long list of things to do? What's the definition of drinking too much? Is it five glasses of wine or even is it just one? A fact is something that we can all agree on. And I'm not just talking here about your family or your friends. I have clients who say things like, but it's not just me, right, Anna? Everyone in my family says we all just drink too much. I'm sorry, but this won't wash. A fact is something that we all agree on that can be proven in a court of law. And why is that distinction so important? Because while facts come from the external world, opinions are created in our mind. Opinions contain judgment. And it's this added opinion about a thought that causes your emotion and reaction, not the fact itself. So I offer that opinions are stories. They're made up. For example, the original thought or story might be, I drank way too much last night. Whereas if I rewrite that as a fact, I might write, I drank four glasses of wine last night. Now notice how the written story feels loaded, right? Loaded with emotion, too much. But how much is too much? There's judgment there. While the provable fact version extinguishes all that um, drama, all that emotion. And why is that? Because you can choose to think that drinking four glasses of wine is a lot. Or you can choose to think that it's not much at all. You can decide that you were out of control with your drinking or you can decide it was a choice that you wanted to make in the moment. If you've drunk six glasses of wine every night for the last two years, 
You can choose to think that drinking just four is an absolute triumph, a previously undreamed of possibility. Or you can think that you're useless, you should be able to go from drinking six glasses of wine a night to nothing at all. It's completely up to you. But what I really want to stress is that the facts of the situation are that you simply drank four glasses of wine. All the other stuff is debatable and is just drama, unnecessary drama. And in showing you this, I want to show that it's your thoughts about the situation that creates your experience. But this compounds. Now back to what I said at the top of the podcast about 95% of our thoughts being repetitive. You don't just think I drink too much once or even twice. You think it repeatedly over times. You might think it several times a day. So you hardwire this story, even if you don't speak it out loud, you're saying it to yourself. And this then becomes a story that you believe to be real. And the more you repeat these stories to yourself, you give them substance and shape, right? Credibility even. You really start to believe them. And then not content with this, you then start to plant deeper roots. Let's say you try to change your drinking, but then you give up because you find it hard or because you say you don't know how to do it or perhaps you don't believe you can do it anymore. Then that just hardwires the thought that you drink too much, right? You compound it, you you, you uh, increase your belief that you just drink too much and that's the reason why you can't change. Now, I don't want you to feel bad about this. You may not even be aware you're doing this, especially if this is the first time you've really spent any time thinking about your thinking. We get into the habit with our thoughts, just like we do with our drinking or how we clean our teeth or how we drive to the office. We just pause for a moment and see how this applies to you. What stories you've created in your own mind that you now believe, but which you really know aren't true? actually, if you were to put them in front of a judge. And then I want you to ask yourself, what's the point of believing something that doesn't serve you? I mean, you could still tell me, I really actually, you might tell me that's a story, Anna, but it's true. Okay, let me even just say for the sake of argument that you're correct. If it doesn't serve you, why continue to believe it? Right, going around telling yourself that everyone in your family overdrinks. So what makes you any different, right? How are you going to be any different to that? That's going to make you feel like a real victim to your circumstances. And besides, your assessment isn't even true. But even put that to one side, your assessment and this thought process is not likely to spur you into taking action to do something about it. And that's clearly what you want, because otherwise you wouldn't have gone to the effort of listening to this podcast. Okay, so how do we deal with this thinking and this, how we get into this sort of pattern of believing stories about ourselves? That's the awareness piece. And now it's time to take action, right? So I want you to grab a pen and paper to do this if you are driving or listening to this on a run or something. Obviously, you'll have to do this later. But otherwise, if you are just listening to this, grab some pen and paper. Because I will argue that there is a huge difference between listening and nodding along and then actually picking up a pen and paper to challenge yourself and do the work. So first, I want you to query your thoughts by writing them down. Now, this is a bit like doing a spring clean, a cleaning and tidying a cupboard. You pull all the stuff out, see what's there, 
find all the stuff you'd forgotten about that's lurking at the back it's hidden deep in the deep recesses and you then look at what's there right so I want you to do that I want you to write out everything you're thinking right now one line per thought now you can choose to do this on just everything that's in your mind from all aspects of your life or you can choose to do this with your drinking everything you're thinking about your drinking and given that drinking is so often an evening um, uh, activity for a lot of the people that I serve who are highly functioning otherwise and don't think about alcohol until you know the evening trigger points roll around you might want to do this thought download in the evening could be really interesting what you come up with okay so now you have your list of all your thoughts and you know you can set yourself a timer for this 10 minutes and get get it all out there uh, step two I want you to pick one thought that you've written down just one of them that feels important to you right you feel yeah I, I really that that really resonates with you and then you might not like this next third step but I want you to write out 50 reasons why that thought is not even true you may struggle with this right the first few times I did this I started and I got to about five and I said I can't do any more and then I come back and I'd find a few more and you you become better at it the more you practice but I really really encourage you to push yourself right because what you're doing is you're challenging your brain have fun with it as well I mean this doesn't have to be some tedious thing if you say if you're one of your thoughts that you wrote down is that you're such a party animal that's just who how you see yourself how everyone sees you ask instead why are you capable of not being a party animal and write down all the times that you aren't all the ways that you are far from being a party animal I mean, really put the time into this for instance you might say that you like to give your full attention to your friends and drinking doesn't help with that right that's a really good uh, way of showing that you aren't a party animal all the time doing this is key to shifting your mindset because mindset blocks are when you tell yourself something that's keeping you from what you want and it's you that's locking yourself in that prison right you hold the key to unlock the prison of your own creation you have the solution you are the one in charge of removing the mindset blocks and to shift these mindset blocks I always say it's very simple you just tell yourself the opposite it's it's fun this can be a fun game you lean into the opposite you take action from the opposite it's going to likely feel really weird it's a bit like folding your arms right if I say fold your arms right now you'll do it and I say now unfold them and then fold them with the opposite arm on top it's amazing the amount of people will pause and stare into space and do it it feels I've done it myself now it just feels really odd something some weird vibe going on right you're going to have to think about doing it because the way your arms rest against your chest will feel wrong or weird even the way you know aside from how you do it but it's just because it's different and your brain is having to spend more time processing what you're doing even something as simple as folding your arms in the opposite direction so the same is true of your thoughts my friends when you take the opposite position it will take effort but stick with it and be curious find ways you can believe the opposite to be true this is important going around parroting some positive thinking affirmation you don't believe in is going to feel false and won't get you anywhere and then you'll say oh this coaching malarkey doesn't work that's not what I'm talking about 
talking about challenging yourself to look at the stories you tell in a different light. Exploring how your repeated stories are not true may shock you, but will be oh so beneficial. In summary, if you've been thinking the same thoughts for years, your brain is going to be very accustomed to thinking them. It'll process those thoughts very efficiently without requiring any input from you. If you go around thinking you drink because you're such a party animal, this will become your default thought. But if this isn't serving you, and if you don't like what you tell yourself, and you don't like the results you're getting in your life, go out and challenge your brain by finding 50 reasons why what you're thinking isn't even true. This will be hard to start with. It'll require concentration. Your brain will revolt. But the more you start to think the new thought, because then when you have those opposite thoughts, determine which ones you like the sound of and you want to practice, you need to practice thinking them, right? And the more you think them, in time, they will become your default thoughts. That's a really trippy part of this because the brain will just do how what you tell it to where you direct it all right let me know what you come up with dying to hear all right that's it for now for this week's short and sweet podcast if this resonates with you and you want to explore how changing your thoughts about drinking can help you achieve your drinking goals why don't you set up a consult call with me go to 90dayslater.co and click the big blue book a call button or you can email me on anna at 90dayslater.co and if you find my podcast helpful I will be so grateful to receive a review I love hearing from the people I help and I also wanted to ask you to share this podcast with someone you love let's share the love or share it on social media and if you tag me I'll see it all right thanks so much for listening to the show and I'll see you next week If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.